0: i just caught up with it and i was like yes give me more please i still have like unread chapters i could do today
1: yeah i read one through three when it was out as a jump start and then they're like sorry Mm. i was like no i like that one yeah
0: there's a Welcome back, y'all. So this week, uh, this one's my fault. I said, (laughs) hey, there's a lot of stuff on Manga Plus that's just ended. I'd love to talk about it on the podcast at some point. So we decided to talk about four different series that have recently ended on Manga Plus. For those who aren't aware, Manga Plus is a bit like Viz's uh, Shonen Jump app in English. Manga Plus is completely free and a legitimate way to read manga. It's got both an app for, like, tablets and phones and a web-based reader. It updates things, you know, on a simul-pub basis. Um, But it's got a couple of titles on there which aren't shared with Viz or any other U.S. publisher, and some of them are just kind of interesting. I think they're associated with – yes, they're definitely associated with a major publisher. I can tell because the website address is mangaplus.shueisha.co.jp. I swear, that is the English language. Web address, but that's where we are getting all of these titles from today. So we did not spend any money at all. We just spent a lot of time. <laughs> so, so we're gonna jump right in. Then so the first title we're talking about is the Sign of Abyss. And of the four titles we're talking about, this is the only one where I'm convinced that it actually ended where the creator wanted it to end. I know that one of the titles we're talking about definitely got cut off early, and I'm not sure about the other two. So the Sign of the Abyss is a fantasy series where everyone in this particular world is born with a sign or a key. It's a type of magic, and it's represented by this tattoo-like design on one of your fingers. And everyone's got one, but poor Joel, he's born into the royal family, and he's the son of, like, the fourth wife or something. He's really low down in the hierarchy. Ninth and son of
1: the fourth wife, I believe. Ninth, or ninth, son ninth child. Four
0: wives not have ninth yeah. sons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a big family. And he's got um, a key that's known as a sign of the abyss. Um, some of these designs are obviously recognizable in the series. That's how people were able to look at this baby and go, oh, no. So while other people have the ability to like create fire, um, he's got the ability to just suck things into a black hole and they're never seen again, which is great, you know. This definitely leads to some ostracization by his siblings. And that's before he accidentally absorbs an entire town when he is just a small child. So Joel has been living in deep shame ever since. By the point we meet him, he's in his late teens, I think. So it's been about 10 years. He's been living on his own. He's trying to do a lot of research into the Keys, trying to figure out if there's any way to reverse what he's done. And a whole lot of research has gone into these keys in recent years anyway. And one day he runs into a girl. And her name is just mean, um, since She also bears another one-of-a-kind key. Hers is the sign of memory. And it kind of connects her to this Ashkaizi record. You know, the some knowledge of all of humanity. And uh, the two of them really hit it off in a strange way. Um, she totally gets... Um, The loneliness he feels, since she was also very isolated growing up due to her status as having this very important superpower. And the two of them start working together to try and unravel, you know, how the keys work. You know, is there any way to undo Joel's greatest sin? And then there's a succession thing which gets going on with the king. And so we meet a whole bunch of other people. And I just found it to be a really solid, enjoyable fantasy. It's one that I'd really love to have come out in print here in the U.S. because I don't trust digital manga. I know it all goes away someday, so I would like to possess this physically. But uh, no sign of that yet. Sad. And for this time around, for some reason, both of you read all four of all four
2: of the <laughs> series. So what are y'all's thoughts on this one? Uh, I liked it. I think it was one of the strongest in the four that we picked. I um, did say I, this was one of the good ones. So. <laughs> I didn't get super attached to the characters. I guess I would have liked a little bit more of that. I didn't feel a huge attachment to them, but I liked the story and the keys and um sort of the focus on Joel's emotions, like him trying to sort of having that redemption arc to try to make up for what he's done. I enjoyed I enjoyed that part. Like out of the four, this is probably one of the ones that I enjoyed the most.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um well, we'll get to the one that I enjoyed more l- later, but uh, this one I was I def-
0: didn't enjoy this one as much because I didn't see you actually tweeting about it. Yeah. Since for some reason you tagged me in all of your tweets for everything else you did.
1: Oh, uh, well, I'm using the Twitter for iPad app, and I don't know how to tagged people on this.
0: Oh, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, the same thing that you were doing with the Munging Years account with all of your chi for because Twitter <laughs> is dumb and terrible. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I liked... This one, the, the second most of the ones that we read, um, I liked in particular. Like some, some of these shonen e protagonists can kind of get uh, overbearing or weird or feel unrealistic because they're like they uh, bring people so much to their side seemingly very easily. Um, and it, it can be, take you back in the story because it's unrealistic, but in this case, Joel is a prince, so it seems a little more realistic, and especially contrasting that to, uh, particularly his sister Lily, who I think was the eldest sister. Um, and she's like this extremely powerful, fighty person, and she's like destroy, destroy everybody, and then we can win this war. And Joel is like, no, let's talk to people. And like (laughs) the the way, the way that they set that up, that was uh, better than the way I just described it. Was very interesting, and I liked how um, how they were going about recruiting all of these characters first with uh his brother sammy and then next with his sister lily uh but really after those two is uh when i started to kind of question whether this series dig i mean it kind of how it wanted but i wonder if it wanted to flesh out uh the in between a lot more There was a point uh, this is 47 chapters i believe there's a point around that 33rd chapter or something when the author got sick so i wonder if the author just was like, all right, let's just finish this before I die because manga work is uh horrifying.
0: Yeah, it was basically like the series got completely up on manga plus or like they caught up to the current point and then the mangaka got sick for like a year. I don't know anything more than that myself. Just that uh, someone on Twitter told me, be glad that you started this after it came back from hiatus because this <laughs> would not have been fun waiting on. But yeah, I forgot to mention there's also a war going on between these two nations. And there's also some general pow- power struggles going on regarding the keys. Like I said, they found, mm, they've done some more research into them recently and figured out ways to use them as like new power sources. So in some ways, the whole world is in kind of a lurch. And Joel does draw people over to him kind of quickly. But part of it is that he actually did know some of these characters before he went into his self-imposed permutation. Like he's friends with the prince from another country... Um, he's told also not a bad guy. Honestly, he's got a pretty good personality. He's just dealing with some shit. Yeah.
1: Very <laughs> dealing insecure. Dealing with some very
0: understandable shit.
1: Very insecure after, uh, insecure and um, wanting to stay isolated because he accidentally destroyed an entire town and killed all the people in it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the way to accidentally trigger his keys like super easy too. He basically just needs to make a circle with some of his fingers, and that's you know that's an accidental. That's an easy thing to do accidentally.
1: Yep, <laughs> I did like the the way that they dig magic in here, where they have like this uh, looks like a tattoo through on one of their fingers or in one of the characters' faces. Case two of their fingers, and they just create that circle, or they connect two of their other fingers. Like uh, the I forget, uh, literally everybody's names in all of these stories, but um, the fire guy oh, that actually, Joel. this is a
0: niche was, series, so if you Google it, you're gonna have a hard time finding names.
1: For it. <laughs> yeah, like Joel's a. Uh, one of Jolick's uh, general people, he could cross his middle finger and his index finger and like shoot a, a scythe of fire, scythe thingy of fire. I don't know how to describe it, but it was a cool-looking attack, and I liked how they executed <laughs> magic.
0: Yeah, I definitely enjoy it when a fantasy series figures out a way to do magic that's just a little different from everything else. Since fantasy is a really old genre, everybody's done some variant on ideas in it. And it was also kind of cool how in the series if someone's gaining more and more control over their powers or just getting stronger. Like in Joel's case, you see the tattoos start to, like, extend all the way up their arms. Like, I think that was the case of Joel's father, the king, just since he had been using his power for however old he was, and he looked old.
1: They did mention, like, he has a special special time power, and apparently when you use <laughs> that time power, you, uh, you're, you visibly age. I don't know how old he actually was, but yeah, he looked really old.
0: Yeah, that sounds legit for using the power of time, you know, as yeah. somebody who lives in a world without magic. I'm like, yeah, that's
2: legit. Buy for that. <laughs> I was a little worried when we got to sort of the succession, like, I wouldn't call it a tournament, I guess. But when we got to that part and we met the other siblings, I was kind of worried that, like, it was going to turn into, like, a tournament arc or something like that. But I kind of liked how you... Got to see uh, Joel interact with the other characters. Like, it didn't feel like it was trying to be a tournament arc or anything like that. I actually kind of enjoyed that part. And I didn't expect it.
0: And with the way the first few fights are so intense and how the story literally starts with the destruction of an entire town, I was surprised at how low the body count was for this series. By <laughs> end of I was expecting way more people to, like, over half the cast. And no, we did yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. And when he was, like, fighting against his siblings, there were legitimately heartwarming moments in there, too, where he was like, you don't know uh, what I was going through, um, and he didn't really sympathize with what I was going through, and then some of them say, well, we were just jealous of what you had and what uh, we didn't have. Like, they may have been in a higher position of power, being a more legitimate royalty, Joel's mother was a commoner, but... Um, Joel actually had a mother who paid attention to him, which was not the case for, like, Sammy and uh what was his name? Bill or something?
0: I forget. Like I said, I tried to look at the names before this podcast started and had some trouble. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I felt like with the exception of the quote-unquote final villain, I guess, the characters seem reasonably well-rounded. Well like, yes, a lot of them are were crappy to Jolt and they still are but then you see through the lens of oh not only were they little kids at the time they were little kids who were also going through a lot and that definitely doesn't always make you the most sympathetic person when you're like seven yep yeah it was a story where I felt like the ending was a little forced but in other ways I felt like the characters had earned their happy endings and I like that. I like it when I can see characters succeed and then good things happen to them in the end because God knows that's not how real life always goes. <laughs> yep. I enjoy fiction for a reason.
1: Yeah, I felt The Young King was uh, fully satisfying if uh, a little unrealistic. Mm, yeah. But I like it.
0: Okay, do we have any other final thoughts or do we want to start giving on to some of the more eh, titles? <laughs> All right, let's move on. So, April, you're up next with the one that I was kind of like, kind of eh, but not the eh (laughs) on. I wasn't really expecting you and Corey to read these next two, honestly.
2: Oh, no, I read it all. So, our next series uh, is Spotless Love. This love cannot be any more beautiful. Um, And it is about a girl who, I guess, at the beginning, like in the first chapter, they say that she has OCD. She... Like can't stand for anything to be dirty, so they they tease her at school, say she's a freak. You know she's overly worried about being clean, and so she's bullied by a few of the girls in the class after school, and they lock her in a house, and the house just happens to be very very dirty. I can't remember if the house had a reputation for being dirty or not but they basically... I think, so. I think it was
0: this abandoned house that the kids called the garbage house. Oh, that's yes. right,
2: that's right, that's right. It was the, So they lock her in the garbage house <laughs> and um, in the garbage house she finds um, a young boy, I guess, in the basement and it turns out that he's a hitman. So there's a lot going on in this one. Um, and He he. he I guess basically recruits her to sort of be his cleaner, or she decides that she wants to try to help him clean up the dirtiness of the world. So they kind of team up together. This is this was this was interesting. I don't know, what do you all think?
0: I was definitely jokingly calling this one a speed run of a shonen jump series by the end, since not only have these two teamed up, it first seems like this is just going to be the story of you know a hitman and his cleaner, but then no, we learn that he actually comes from. Like this agency that produces assassins, raises them from childhood through all these really crazy situations. And he wants to destroy the organization, but she doesn't want him to kill anymore. So now they're trying to find all of his siblings of sorts and recruit them. And there's just a lot going on in the series, which is only 30 chapters long. Like Yeah. Like, I won- when I was reading it, I was like, did we intend to go... In all the directions we did or did we end up like <laughs> having to make some abrupt turns due to like <laughs> reader popularity or something cuz this one was a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like this one came into it with a premise but not an ending like at some point <laughs> the in uh, yeah, the main character, I forget what like, the the Guy's name is, but he I can't was. Even know,
0: uh, it's his original name. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's the right. flower.
1: Yeah, they're all named after flowers. Um, but yeah, he was uh, engaged, quote unquote, to the head person's daughter, and that is how he got all this information on how, who the other flower children were. And I don't know why they used children for this. I don't remember why they used children, but they could explain it at some point. Um, I
0: think it's the idea that they can, like, raise them up and, like, have no other connections to the world no, and they weren't yeah. to worry that's about the meaning for that. I'm like, does Flower Child not have the same meaning in Japan as it does here? Or does the author <laughs> know about that and just go for it anyway? <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't know. Um, gosh, this series is weird, but yeah. the uh, Not only everything with the assassins, but like the, the girl character specifically says, uh, I don't want to be helped with my OCD because I would rather be clean than be dirty, and like that's that's part of the issue is. <laughs> <laughs> uh so they, they don't like deal with her ocd at all um but i
2: feel like it was just there to kick off the story and then it's like never referenced again i feel like she almost could have like just not had ocd and just like to clean i don't know i just i i don't know <laughs> yeah. i felt like it was still brought up a lot especially since we use her
0: using like that vinyl spray a lot so that she can just sit on a seat that she knows it's clean because she's just covered it with a spray on vinyl Um, i kind of felt like the creator wanted to have her to have ocd and then was like "But i can't let her be cured of this like i just need to come up with a reason why she's not going to get help with this okay we'll just say she doesn't want to have help or (laughs) anything
2: yeah and then there's the at least to me there's just the extreme violence and normally that doesn't bother me but it, it was a lot in this one like i think this is the only one that i read over two days so the rest i finished in like a day or maybe a little bit more but this one I was like oh my god it's so violent i have to take a break <laughs> it, just, it felt like a lot to me this time. and the
0: fights aren't especially long either because as we mentioned this is only 30 chapters this was kind of a speed run of something <laughs> mm, yeah yeah like, not an actual speedrun, like, I've read Siren, and that one, it, it was a Shonen Jump series that was gonna get cancelled, so by the end, like, the last ten chapters are, like, five times more quickly paced than the rest <laughs> of the series. <laughs> it, like, jumps through, like, two entire arcs. So, the pacing in this one is not quite as bad by comparison.
2: Well, I don't, I don't know, like, if, I don't know how far we want to go into, it. I don't know if we want to spoil it, but towards the end um how can i put this there's a couple um, of changes in goal almost well it, it i'm thinking more of the 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 part with like somebody getting shot and then how that person is winds up being okay and like oh the yeah that was shit. it was that was that was really stretching it you know yeah
0: i don't know if any of that had been brought up earlier in the series and i had forgotten or
2: what <laughs> No, that's definitely the first time that's brought up at the very end. it was i don't i don't I don't know what to make of this one. This was not my favorite one. <laughs> so.
1: mm, yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think I like enjoyed this while I was reading it, sort of, but <laughs> it's not really something I'll remember much of or anything of uh, even in like a month or so. Like I read this maybe a week and a half or so ago. so i re- i even though my memory is terrible, I have a pretty good <laughs> memory of what happened in this series um like we haven't we haven't even mentioned that they when they're raised they eventually are put into a family that's all part of the same organization and then at the end of this family life they're expected to kill their mom dad and sibling and that's like their final test but uh yeah. these these kids need help is what i need is what i need <laughs>
0: So for the second series in a row these kids need help yeah <laughs> yeah I, I
2: think that's a i think that's the perfect way to sum it up i mean it's it's interesting i don't necessarily regret having read it but uh of the four this was probably one of my least favorite ones <laughs>
0: Let's talk about the series where the kids really need help. (laughs) (laughs) So our third series we're going to talk about is Hina Change. And just like all of these so far, it's really short. It's only got 23 full chapters. Uh, Manga Plus puts out the extra chapters for a lot of these series as well, which is really nice. Normally that's a volume exclusive here in the U.S. So Hina Change is about two friends. We've got Hina, who is a girl, and Ren, who is a guy. And as kids, they realize that they had some sort of magical power to swap minds of each other, only each other. So this isn't like a Yamada-kun, the Seven Witches, like full-on body swap situation. But they end up doing this in high school for the first time in years because Ren, uh, he's gay, and he has a crush on a guy, one of his best friends, and the friend just sort of rejects him out, right? He doesn't think he's even being serious. So he switches with Hina, and I'm pretty sure she knew what he was going to do at this point and all that. And so then Ren confesses to his crush again, but this time in Hina's body. And so the guy then, of course, says yes. And well, that's how Hina's body loses its virginity anyway. Um, And it just becomes this very unhealthy, codependent relationship, since Hina feels kind of guilty because Ren could be with the guy he likes if only he was in her body. And Hina is being bullied, at least at school. She's already kind of a reclusive loner, and when they switch minds, she's in Ren's body, so she goes out. I'm pretty sure she has sex with an escort at some point as well. Uh,
1: she... It wasn't an escort. It was, uh, or it ended up being like someone who just was hitting on this high school student, and she's a nurse. <laughs>
0: Additionally questionable, I forgot about that. Yep. For some reason, I was just in the escort, that makes it all better. No, it doesn't. <laughs> um, and so this one, I don't know, I think this one may have actually ended when and where the mangaka wanted it to, um, just possibly quicker than they expected, since it gets dramatic, it gets messy, and then just keeps going to like the, to, like the top of the way it could. And then they just sort of, ha- in the end, have to promise, okay, we're going to stop this for real. We just need to actually move on with our lives and just accept who we are. And then we have some sort of kind of BS flash forward to the end.
1: Yep. There's actually so an this example is now. Child,
0: like, real mm, on. At first I started, I'm like, okay, body swapping, I like this. And as I kept going, I was like, ooh, this is this has a lot of issues, and I'm not sure they're being handled well. <laughs> Yeah. And again, as someone who likes silly body-swapping manga, like Yamada-kun and The Seven Witches, so...
1: Yeah. Yamada-kun was way better, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one had good humor, at least. This one has, like, no humor at all. It's, like, trying to be semi-serious about, like, issues of, like, puberty and love and growing up, but... guys, I'm so
1: glad I'm a romantic.
0: I'm just so glad I don't deal with
1: this. <laughs> yeah, and I think it, I think it also wanted, wanted to try to get into these issues of, like, Acceptance of homosexuality, or maybe I'm projecting that because I want it to be, the, I want that to be the intention. But um, yeah, I didn't really do any of these things successfully. Uh, as I said before, there was the nurse that just like had sex with the uh, with the girl in the boy's body, and then later she, the nurse, found out that like these kids just have issues and they need help, and she's like, please let me help you, and the guy is like, no, they was, was kinda like problematic when we had sex. <laughs>
2: I think that she said that the both of them, or maybe it was just the guy, reminded her of somebody that she knew, so she felt like she had to help. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. And, like, I got swept up in the drama in it, so I definitely wanted to see how it ended. But there, the, like, there has to be consent issues with the fact that they were, like, having sex with the people that they wanted have sex with in their original bodies in the swap it just that didn't that's not good yeah <laughs> well, and then and then and then she kept it from him she was like well i can't or he he kept it from her and was like i can't you know we i can't tell her what happened it's just oh i don't know
0: <laughs> Yeah, since so even after hina and ren switched back the guy they have now both sort of confessed to has no idea what's going on. So he thinks, okay, he and Hina are going out now. And he likes her. He is perfectly happy to go out with her and all that. And so it's just getting very awkward for her. And sometimes they'll switch back and sometimes they won't. And yeah, if Spotless Love was like a speed run of a shonen jump. This is sort of like a very condensed soap opera. Mm-hmm. That you eat in like, one bite, and then you go, oh no, I shouldn't have done this, I need to, like, lie down.
1: <laughs> it's like that Simpsons episode, when Homer eats, like, six pounds of spaghetti, uh, <laughs> put into a very small bar. And then you just want to cleanse yourself after you finish reading it.
0: So honestly, we probably should talk about these in the opposite order then, you know, and then cleanse ourselves as possible.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: The codependent relationship—I haven't read all of it, but I've seen a good majority of the anime. It reminds me of Scum's Wish. Like it—it it felt a little similar to that. How like dependent they were on each other, and then um, the main girl character like was just willing to give up everything so that her friend uh, could be with the person that he wanted to be with. And it's kind of like, like, girl, you have your own life too, <laughs> you know. She was willing to just throw it all away, you know. So. Uh,
0: yeah. I haven't seen all of Scum's Wish. Is that the one with the panty-snipping, or is that Flowers of Evil?
2: That's Flowers of Evil.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Never mind. <laughs> did you all read the... There's an extra chapter that I learned about while uh, I was clicking around in it, um, and it released, like, on July 3rd or 2nd, I believe. Did you all read that one?
0: The special epilogue? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was talking about mm-hmm. with the bullshit flash-forward.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't remember if there was, like, a flash-forward in the final chapter, the previous final chapter. The one titled Final Chapter. <laughs>
0: No, <laughs> um, oh, I meant Hina Change Special Epilogue.
1: Yeah, so I read that while we were talking, and uh, I don't know. I don't know about the series. The Series is not great.
2: I, so Let's I move on like... to something good then. <laughs> well, like you said, I don't know if it was about acceptance because the it makes you think, okay, maybe he's like accepted himself and all that, but that's not really. It didn't feel like that's what the story was about. So I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean from the first page when. Uh, they came back and switched back bodies and, she, and the guy was like, uh, sorry. And she just, like, lifts up her skirt and feels up there and he's like, oh. That's fine.
0: This was a series. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably how you get STDs. Mm, yep. <laughs> <laughs> lies,
1: lies, lying little beast lying little man on the corner of the street singing why I can't come out to play can't come out and say that I'm afraid of what they'll say saying oh no you'll never be alone never hear the sound of someone calling you home all right next series
0: so when we started this episode Corey said we have to end, end with something good I can't stand it if we end with something bad so <laughs>
1: Yeah, so our final series is Curtains Up, I'm Off, which was my favorite series, the ones that we read. Uh, and I read first because, um, I I don't know, Helen sold uh, uh, Sign of the Abyss way better than she sold Curtains Up, I'm Off, so I read that one last, thinking it would be the best one. Uh,
0: I'm sorry that you like the drama kids. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. So, yeah, <laughs> the drama this kids
0: is... who also have issues, but like healthy levels of issues.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this one is about uh, a drama club, which uh, they enter drama competitions to uh, compete against other drama schools, and of course this is um, pretty subjective, judging from from the judges, because it's not like you can be a uh, great actor on the same level, but anyway, uh, I'm getting off topic. The the main character is a a kid who has a lot of uh, self-esteem issues, he doesn't really know how to, uh, speak for himself, or, uh, speak as himself, I should say, but he does know how to inherit a role he kind of, inhabit. Uh, yeah, inhabit, um, he, uh, I don't know, I don't know what words are anymore, um, <laughs> he inhabits the role of the, cl- um, I believe he's the class, class president, but he's also the, uh, club president and club director, at least, and, uh, the director catches him on, uh, on his phone and says, and now you're joining the drama club because I'm going to blackmail you with this video. Uh, but really, he just wants someone who can um, be the Tin Man in the Wizard of Oz, or his version of the Wizard of Oz. And uh, the rest of the series is just like them, him figuring out how to act, uh, and then them entering these competitions and um, getting better and better. <laughs> But uh, I, I really like this series. I i not going to say a lot about myself, but I empathize with this series a lot because uh, in high school and in junior, I, li- I had a lot of issues as well with like not knowing what to say in what situation. And I basically, in my head, it became easier to be like, oh, this person responds in this way, so maybe I should respond in this way if I also feel that way. So, um, seeing this character do that was like, oh, other people do this, or maybe I'm just, we're just both the extremely weird ones. Uh, but I, I liked how he was able to, like, come out of his shell through acting. Like, first he was able to play these roles, like the Tin Man, and eventually he plays the role of Dorothy, uh, but he's, like, male Dorothy. Dorothy's the nickname. Anyway. Um, and then It's a creative
0: retelling of The Wizard of Oz that they are putting on.
1: Yeah, so... As he's able to, like, act more, he's able to express his own feelings more, and by the end, he's, like, this actualized version of a person that can interact with other humans in normal ways. It's very satisfying.
0: I liked that it was a club, but one of the concerns wasn't, we need to get more members or we'll shut down the club. They actually already have (laughs) enough members, like, they do need a couple more for the play, but they've they've got the minimum number there, and... My other couple thoughts are that I'm so mad this one definitely got cut early. Like, you can see that they're definitely bleeding into another arc and just sort of have to make the most graceful ending they can. I'm so mad, because I was going to pitch this to put on Taiku. I was going to be like, Corey, it's, it's a drama <laughs> club, but there's competitions. Can we call it a sport? Or I was hoping to do a double header of this and Act Age, since they were both starting up around at similar times. And I read some of Act Age, just since this doesn't have all of it up yet. And this one has some really interesting differences, and so they just have very different characters. And this is also the rare Shonen series where um, our main kids sort of like rival, like another up and coming actor at a different school, is actually a girl, and that's really different. They're really friendly with each other, but it's so unusual to see that kind of balance, that dynamic come out. And I just really liked the series. I liked learning all the characters, um, it was really cool just to see all the different plays these kids were coming up with. Mm -hmm. And over the past year, I've also gotten more into theater just since I have that magical combination of enough free time, some money, and I'm young enough to get the young professional discounts. And DC (laughs) is a surprisingly good theater town. It turns out there's like 20 theaters here. Um, So I was, reading this right when I was getting to that and I was like, wow, theater's actually good when it's not put on by my high school, because my high school was not nearly as good as any of these guys. <laughs> I just could not take anything my classmates did in high school seriously just since I knew them in real life. Also the drama kids in my high school were weird. Like you know the stereotype of like how it's the drama kids that are like the most outgoing and all of that? They were not at my school. Like if you asked them to do any skits in class, they'd be like no and they just sit there and stare at you and during the <laughs> drama practices. If they weren't up, they'd just be sitting on the bleachers doing their homework and i was in the tech crew my senior year and in tech crew we would be like singing musical numbers on the stage while like painting sets so <laughs> so yes yeah, so i saw, i read this series at like the right point in my life for me and again really sad it's not continuing would also like to have this physically even if in abbreviated form
1: yeah this one was, this awesome one topic. was clear that like they wanted to do a lot more because they didn't even get mm-hmm. to whatever the Nationals, Koshian version of this is. Koshian of Drama Club? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think they got to, like, the equivalent of Koshian or something, or maybe, like, the level underneath that, I don't remember. But they wanted to win it all, and, um... Well, the, the thing that I didn't mention is that the director's gag, uh, I forget his name, Senri something? I don't know. Uh, the director's gag, he is also a director, but uh, they have very conflicting directing styles, and, uh... Because the director is also, like, a uh, prodigy actor, the gag wants him to be an actor, and the, the kid is like, no, I hate acting, I want to get directing, and that's, that's where this whole conflict is coming from, uh, outside of the main character learning how to act, um, generally not knowing how to interact with other people.
0: Yeah, it's got, like, that classic shonen sports thing of, I hate my dad, you know, we're both the same, but yet rivals as well, although his, his dad really is an asshole here, so, <laughs> like, his dad, like, specifically makes a bet with him, saying, like, if you guys can win this competition, I'll let you do as you please. And then, like, specifically went out and got himself hired as a theater director for another school to compete against his son. <laughs> so it's, like, <laughs> some impressive levels of asshole going on here. Yep. And even some of the other actors in the club, we get to see as, uh they make a couple changes to how they're doing this Wizard of Oz play, and so we see the other actors having to deal with different roles and how does that make them feel about, you know, am I doing well enough? Can I do these other roles? And I felt like it was balancing itself out nicely in the, how many chapters was this?
2: In the 26 26? chapters we got. (laughs) I'm going to go be sad again. (laughs) I think one of the things, too, that really stood out to me is, so the main character sort of doesn't really know how to interact with people and all of that, but they can. Capture like if you've ever been like socially anxious or awkward, they captured that like internal dialogue really well. At least from my experience, I feel like if you haven't had that issue before, it seems very extreme. Because at least in the beginning, he like berates himself for everything, like any of the any small infraction that he feels like he's made. He's like, oh my god, I'm just so dumb. I hate myself, blah blah blah. But in my experience, it was very like I'm like wow, I haven't really seen a lot of manga that really capture that internal dialogue that goes on when you're just really not sure what to say or do or everything you say or do feels wrong um, so I, that was probably my favorite part of the characters was that internal dialogue that he had
1: yeah especially like in situations when he's uh, saying something or doing something and then no one really reacts to that and then he's like oh I just said the wrong thing what do I do should I leave I'm not wanted here and like those feelings are so so uh, easy to empathize with at least mm-hmm. for me thing. Like, I really uh, fell for this series pretty hard. And, uh, yeah, I'm sad there's only 26 volumes. You're in 26 chapters. I wish there was 26, 26 volumes. volumes. <laughs> that was,
0: that <laughs> was, like, we could have seen them go on to like, their professional careers. Yeah. Yeah, I think the best advice I've ever seen related to all of that is, like, pretend to be an extrovert. And I saw it from somebody's webcomic um, where they were an introvert and they were talking about how they do artist alley's at conventions. They just sort of pretend to be an extrovert for the day. And I found that to be a really useful skill when I was doing retail work, et cetera. And in some ways, that's what Subaru is doing here. He's learning how to be a distinctive version of himself to interact with other people, and that's what we all do in some ways. Like in in some ways, it's code switching, you know, just talking to your boss differently than you do to your mom, et cetera. Um, But yeah, it, it felt like a realistic level of anxiety and also like coping mechanisms you would expect a high schooler to come up with. Yep. I, I would say I feel find it a little unrealistic how good all these plays were, just since it had, I was going off of my high school. But then recently I saw this documentary about um, uh, high schools in New Jersey who are competing for a state award with their different productions, and I was like, oh no, some high schoolers are actually good. Like, maybe it's talent. Maybe it's because the director isn't getting drunk the opening night of each production. <laughs>
1: The ladder oh, yeah. would probably help a lot.
0: this was a really good series. Um, definitely gonna have to look up this manga and the manga for Sign of the Abyss and see if they've done anything else and just I don't know, throw these series on like the seven Cs like licensing wish list, please, like, Hey, <laughs> hey, I know this is Shuasha, so this is harder for you to get, but please, please give me my drama manga.
1: Yeah, and add this and any other manga by those two to the Denpa seven C's uh, wish lists. So maybe they can do something about us not having it in physical form.
0: I don't know. This feels too mainstream for (laughs) Dumbo.
1: All right. Well, do we have anything else on this or anything else or any of the other manga? Oh, I have one thing. So I read uh, (laughs) uh, this is about manga plus in general. I read manga plus on the tablet. How long you used desktop, right?
0: More the desktop, but I also did use my tablet for some of it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, What about you, April?
2: I did. So I have an older iPad that I was concerned it wasn't going to work with, but it did. And I've used it on the desktop as well.
1: Okay, so I
2: used
0: I, it. I think I know what Corey's about to say. I have a lot of ad blockers installed on Chrome that I was using for this.
1: <laughs> I forgot about the eggs. Yeah, there are eggs at the end of every chapter. Um, to be clear, we-
0: they are Donald Trump which none of us are particularly fond of. Some,
1: some of them were. Uh, the one thing I got the most, actually, was we're looking for people who can call other people about their health care bills, which was very depressing.
2: <laughs> you all got this on the, like, the desktop?
1: No, on my uh, on my tablet.
2: See, so, uh, on my, my tablet, I got, like, local ads, like, stuff local to me. I'm like, that's different. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I, didn't, so I, I definitely didn't get any Trump ads. So I'm like, what?
1: Yeah, maybe I got... <laughs> California local April's ones and they're like just not
0: different.
2: Kentucky
1: singles in your area right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, so, what I what really really getting at is that, the the UI of it. So, the Manga Plus, at least in the early chapters that I was reading, uh, it scrolls vertically, so mm-hmm. it just, like, scrolls as you would your phone. Um, but then when it got to, or because I had been using the Viz and Jump apps, which just swipe, uh, to the right to read pages. I did that for a good 30 seconds before I realized that I had to scroll. Um, but then at the final-ish chapters of uh, Sign of the Abyss, like the last 10 chapters or so, it changed to horizontal again. And I'm like, what, oh. <laughs> what is going on? Just pick one. Do one. And then I, I won't be really confused about this. Huh,
2: mine was just a swipe. On the desktop, it started out vertical and you could change it. So I changed it to horizontal because that's what I was used to. But it could just be a different Friends in the tablets, but mine was just a regular swipe. I couldn't do it. I was like, I don't hmm, I can't do the vertical. <laughs> I don't know
0: what mine was like now. Uh, I will say that I do wish on the app and the and on the website it was a little easier to zoom in and out for pictures. Since when I read manga on my iPad, usually it scrolls like almost it scales almost perfectly to my iPad screen, which is really great for taking screenshots. But here it doesn't; it's always like a little too big for the screen. Mm-hmm. So I had some issues when I was trying to like get a screenshot of a different series. I ended up just like maneuvering around, so I was like doing the zoom out pinch with one hand, and then like doing the two button <laughs> screenshot press with the other hand at the same time, so it wouldn't snap back um, when I was trying to get a screenshot for something else. But mostly, yeah, I think I feel like it's a pretty good setup they've got and a pretty good app and. Especially when you consider that, yeah, this is all free.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the favoriting system with that, too. So I just favorite all four series, and I can just go straight there. Whereas in the Jump app, at least, I don't think there's a similar function. They do have a continue reading, which you can, uh, if you just click on any chapter, it'll be in there. And then you can remove it manually. But that seems a little more annoying. Like, I would like to have a uh, my list or Favorites like I would for any other video streaming. So.
0: Yeah, the way I use the Shonen Jump app a lot is that I usually try to download chapters to read in advance just so I can put everything on airplane mode and not be tempted by Twitter late at night while I'm <laughs> reading. And so for that, I can then just go straight to download it to this iPad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think I've seen a favoriting system on that app now that you mentioned it.
1: yeah, uh, at and least I will searching.
0: also say there's a couple other series on here which I think are either in the process of wrapping up or maybe have already wrapped up that I'd love to touch on in future episodes. And also, Corey, we're going to do a Moonland episode on Taiku at some point. It's a boys' <laughs> gymnastics team, and it's great. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> no. well, I'm looking you, forward you to it. You're supposed
0: to read it, April. You are welcome to read it. It's good. There's also <laughs> social awkwardness in there. There's also, like, family rivalry issues. It, it, it's good.
1: It's very good. So it's a combination of uh, the cleaning one and camping, <laughs> is what you're saying?
0: No, no, no. Like, family issues along the lines of, like... Um, curtains up, I'm off. Just uh, like family okay. rivalries. You've got, you've got the kid from the gymnastics family where the dad never paid as much attention to him as he did to his older brother, but maybe the younger brother is the better one after all. <laughs> and the younger brother's got, like, Kageyama-like style, like, social issues.
1: All right. Well, uh... Let's talk about that later. But does anyone else have anything else on anything that we've talked about up to this point?
2: This was fun. Just to just to kind of dive into a bunch of series on on another platform, and um, it was easy to access. I didn't have to sign up and make an account or anything like that. I literally just opened it up in my browser and downloaded it on my iPad, and I could read I could read stuff. So yeah, it's kind of fun to dive into some new stuff. Yeah. Stuff that we wouldn't see in print. In
0: some ways, it feels kind of like going to the library and just, like, pulling random stuff off the shelves. You're like, mm-hmm. I have no idea how this is going to go, but I'm taking it home. I'm going to find out anyway. You know, just sort of, like, low barrier of entry and just kind of fun to have a smorgasbord of things to explore anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I'm surprised some- I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised given the state of twi- people tweeting about manga the, that pe- more people haven't talked about generally Manga Plus. Like, I've seen almost zero people talk about it up till now. So hopefully this will at least get, like, some awareness about it and that it is a cool app, that is free, and that you can read a bunch of manga.
0: Actually, this is where SpyX Family was originally being put up. They had it here, like, months before Biz did, so... So when we had SpyX Family Sundays, people would be like, okay, time to go over to Manga Plus and get... <laughs> And get it
1: maybe you follow the right people i don't follow the right people
0: mm-hmm. i follow a lot of people on twitter objectively some of them must be the right people
1: <laughs> oh all right well where can we find everybody on twitter uh
2: you can find me on twitter at mondia and i'm still alive still there yeah i noticed you liked one of my tweets last night but
0: i don't remember which one it was now i don't remember <laughs> what it was either <laughs> uh, you can find me on twitter at wandering dreamer You can find light novel and manga reviews over at the organization of antisocial geniuses, also known as the OASG.com had a lot of stuff up there recently. Like I've got this one, which is um, that went up today. It's like monster and beast, which is the manga. I was like, I wanted to read a BL between a monster and an elderly gentleman, but I couldn't find one. So I made one of my own. (laughs) (laughs) So I've got stuff like that going up. And since I know Corey posts these episodes pretty quickly, usually, I'm going to be recording an episode with Annie Gamers soon, talking about Witch Hat Atelier, because no one can get me to shut up about that series. So if you guys gamers. wanted to listen to me talk about that, the episode will be up probably in a couple of weeks. Or if you wanted to submit questions, you actually can to Annie Gamers right now.
1: I think we should have, uh, well, after maybe a couple more volumes are out, we should have Justin on here and talk about it again.
0: <laughs> I-, I talk about Witch Hat so much, but there's always so much more to talk about it. Yeah,
1: I mean it's. A- <laughs> deep series well anyway uh you can find me on twitter at Passion okay and you can find this podcast on twitter at mugging your ears you can find all of our episodes uh over at taikupodcast.com That's it's t-a-i-i-k-u uh where there is now a thing that says this is also the home for mugging your ears so don't be confused by that, it being taiku Podcast.
0: until next time y'all bye bye can